Taira Chavbez, we're up to paragraph Hey. We will remind ourselves some of the ideas that we discussed, and then we will move forward. We started off the Torah talking about the dual role of the tzaddikim, and specifically in the context of a gzardin, when Rahman al-Islam is going to be a din in the world, a negative gzardin in the world, that din is going to be a psak, it's going to be a din taira, and the book is Alma. The world is an expression of Taira of, of Ratzon Hashem, and there's a cloud. We understand. We unpacked a lot of this in the first year. Taira lo and therefore, when a Kaddish Baruch Hu is going to pass a Gzar Din on the world on the Yidin, this is going to involve getting an Eitzah or collaborating, as it were. Be very careful how we speak with with the Tzadikim. And in this context, the Tzadikim are Limude Hashem. They are teachers of Hashem, as it were. They offer Eitzah. We spoke about a Bechina of Rag. And when the tzaddikim are in, are in a position like Moshe Rabbeinu by the Egel to daven on behalf of Klal Yisrael, they'll mitigate the Avera, they'll explain, they'll speak on behalf of Klal Yisrael. On the other hand, also in a in the role of Raglin, they are the tzaddikim are going to be the emissaries, the shluchim, the Raglin, the agents of a Baruch Hu to go give the people Musr. And when they give the people Musr, they might play up what the Avera is, change, get the people to do Musr to change who they are. Maybe the Gzardin we said don't apply anymore to who they've become. It'll change the balance in the world. Ultimately, the point of a Gzardin is not to affect punishment. There is an idea of consequence, of real consequence, mitzvahs and Averis. If a person touches fire, they get burnt. But also there's a point of a din to bring the world back into a balance, to bring it in line with Ratzon Hashem. If Ratzon Hashem can be accomplished some other way, in a sweet way, then maybe that can be accomplished in a different way and there can be a mituk in the din. And in the first year, we spoke at length about uh, about a mituk in the din and how tzaddikim approach it and why we explained as well that the tzaddikim cover up what the din is. They don't articulate it. There's a difference between between where uh, the tzaddikim, so to speak, approach HaKadosh Baruch Hu and Davin on behalf of Klai Yisrael, and when the, the din is already articulated, it's already it's it's already in the world, it's already been given over, so to speak, to the disciplinarians, to the executioners, that the, once the Sitra Achra, the other forces, can be yonik and they get hold of the din, the dynamic changes in terms of how it can be mitigated. Ayin uh, Shem, go, go back to the, the, the first year, discussed this idea, but uh, each year also stands on its own. The after that we said so that that's one level of why the tzaddikim will seal up uh, the, the in terms of what the din is, both in terms of as they dive into a Khadish Baruch and also as they give Musr. But when the tzaddikim are going to give Musr to the people, the Musr has to be received. And the that's the second level. How how is it that the tzaddikim can accomplish their job, give taichacha, give musr, and it'll be received? There has to be a relationship between the people and the tzaddikim, and this is going to be a muna. If Chas V'Shalom Amun is lacking, then this could lead to Pirud, to Machlekes, to a disruption in the force, so to speak, uh, to Gullus. And we discussed, we referenced, I think, last time, Tarazayan, the relationship between Tefillah, Emunah, Neis, Eretz Yisrael. And th- this Emunah comes via uh, comes via relationship with the Tzadikim. All of the ideas, the Avodah that we ha- that, that we discuss has application both on a Pratistic level. I have my Avodah and I have to understand the dynamic between my guf, my neshama, how I can achieve my potential, fulfill my role, be the perfect, uh, be the, be the perfect person, and there's a we, we've discussed the role of the tzaddik in my avoda, and also there's a role in a my uh, avoda in a klaliistic level as part of the Jewish nation, as part of creating a broader shleimus, and the tzaddik certainly has a a, a role in that broader.
broader context as well. Now, there's different leadership in in the world. So, my some of it might present itself even with a face of of being for the right reasons. But there are tzaddikim, and then there's also the negative leadership. Now, the tzaddikim and the other leaders are not really coming from the same place. A person who wants wealth honor, they're really at the top of that mountain. A tzaddik is coming at it from his batlas. The ultimate pa- power is a connection, is being a conduit to the Ein Saif, to the infinite, so to speak, Kivayachal, and therefore the tzaddikim are trying to, their leadership is to is to create a shlemus within the system and uh, connect Klal Yisrael to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, bring, a, bring Malchus into the world. The negative leadership are not really the equivalent at that level, because they are not trying to become a pipeline to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. They really are just, at the, that's really subjective. They're not leading to the ultimate MS. They're just their brand of whatever their subjective uh, priorities are. And therefore, we have to understand, but at our altitude, negative leadership might have more sway, more influence, and we need to break past that using an Aziz to Kedusha. We need to push through the same way that there's a certain brazenness uh, that, that the that the Gashmias that the this-worldly considerations are pushing back, so to speak, against Kedusha, against the Rebbeinu Shalaylam, so we need to push back against these things that have influence at our level. We're going to discuss that in the dynamic of the Neshama and the Guf, of, of being able to push past using this Azus through the immediate influence, and this is where paragraph He begins. Every person has to have Rachman, compassion, over their the flesh of their guf, in order to show it, to illuminate it with the light, with the perceptions that the neshama has, so that the guf should also uh, be able to have a, a das, is more than just no, but it's like an integrated knowledge from this hasaga. What does this mean? So first of all, um, I'm just going to suggest over here uh, one understanding. What's the difference between we talk about rachmim? We talk about rachmim and chesed. Chesed means that I'm giving, not necessarily even uh, an understanding who I'm giving to. It's just an outward, uh, an outward type of idea. That's why chesed and gvura go together. If you just want to give everybody hundred dollar bills, that might not necessarily be good for them. You need rules. You need structure. You need to you, you need to guidelines in order to make sure that you're going to achieve the ultimate good. So chesed is outward. What's rachmim? So one way of understanding this is that rachmim is not just mitzad the giver. Rachmim is mitzad what you're giving to. It's mitzad the kli. When I if when I have rachmim over something, I have mercy. It's not just that I'm giving. Uh, uh, willy-nilly, what I'm doing is that there's something that aroused my mercy. I, somebody is a Rachmanus. It's Rachmanus on whatever it is that I'm bestowing to. So in this case, it's not just we're talking about that the that the guf needs to get, the neshama needs to give. We're talking about a relationship between the neshama and the guf and uh, and our voda that's going to be the, the sorry state of the physical body in order to light up the guf, that the guf is, is really part of this process. The guf also was created by a Kaddish Baruch Hu. It's a cleave for the art to be able to elevate the guf. Now, by the way, this is also uh, this apply. This is uh, perhaps a relative idea. This is not just absolute. What, what do we mean by that? The Bir Likutim says, on, even a person has sichli kaya and the seichel nigla. There's certain intellect, but vis-a-vis the neshama, these things could be guf. So when we talk about guf neshama, perhaps, perhaps we can say that. 
it's really in Erechen. We're talking about something relative. We're talking about Ur and Akli. We mentioned in the last Taira that Avoda really is, if you think, concentric circles, right? Like a, like a dartboard. There are things that I've already worked past. There are things that I'm working on now. There are things that I hope to be working on in the future. And there are things that are not even on my radar. Rav Dessler talks about the Nikra Bechira, a person that's born into a gang of thieves. Maybe his Bechira is not to kill a person when he gets caught, but in terms of in terms of the theft itself, perhaps a, a, a person's not even holding there. This is not something that they're working on. However, tomorrow, a person is going to learn more, they're going to get better, and the idea of taking something that doesn't belong to them, chas that's not that's, that, that's something that, first, they'll have to push back against it, and then at some point, there won't be anything that they can consider. So when we talked about elevating the guf, we have the neshama, we have the, the, the light, we have what we're working on, our connection with the Kaddish Baruch Hu, and they have, we have certain things that are physical. And as we elevate the physical, then we're going to be moving in a direction where the, the neshama, the, the good things that we're working on are going to become more elevated. The things that we've already gotten past, we're not even working on anymore. We've already pushed those aside. And the way that we do that is we take the world that we're living in at the goof level and we elevate that to make our entire life, our entire scope more spiritual. So uh, over here, we put it in terms that a person should have rachmim on the goof. The goof doesn't want to stay there in a sorry state and like almost like an animal-esque, a nefesh Bahamas type state. And what we want to do is we want to light up the goof, make it not that it's going to be like opaque, that it'll be like translucent. We're going to shine shine light through the goof so that the goof, gamkein yeda mizaisa saga, that it will also know, again, das is like an, int- uh, an, a, a integrated knowledge. It, it's something when you know something, it automatically... Uh, it automatically affects you. You can't be, you could be divorced from something that you know intellectually, but something that is just part of your operating system, something that you know in your kishkas, it's not something that you can ignore. Everything, uh, if a person knows who their mother is, who their child is, who their spouse is, that comes along with certain feelings towards the person. There's a das over there. Now there's a note over here that discusses the idea from the Zayar, the, uh, the way that I understand what he's trying to bring out of it, is that the the goof really does have, so to speak, animal inclinations? So you can't just uh, you can't just present the goof and say act better, so, uh, right? In other words, you, you can't just elevate the goof by shining a light at it. Go go shine a light uh, at a cow. But however, there there is a process. There's a link. There there are chain links where you could change one thing, and then there's going to be a domino effect. So the way that the Zayar says it over here. Um, Loma Dian Layla Barnoshba Aidiu Kombitukfa de Gufa you can't just light up the body when the body is in full force, when the body is awake, when it has gashmi as this worldly considerations. And it references over here the, the what, what could be accomplished during sleep when the body, so to speak, recedes and the neshama is more present. For your mentions, like in a chalayim, the neshama can be exposed to something. And then the neshama is able to translate that into the guf so that it'll elevate the Person. Back in the text, from your own flesh, you shouldn't hide. The pshat of this pasuk is talking in the mitzvah of tzedakah that a person should should be mekayim their krovim. They should give tzedakah to to their relatives, but we're in in. 
Pnimius, we're going to learn this Pasuk, Mibsarcha Daika, specifically from your Basar, specifically from your flesh, a person should not hide from having Rachman, from having mercy, in the Pasuk it means on their relatives, but our closest relative is ourself. A person should not have Rachman on, on their own flesh. A person has to have mercy on their Guf. To purify it from its taivus, in order that we should be able to light it up, a full integration, a full illumination of the guf. If you think about the example that we've used before, talking about maybe a merkava, a person is driving a car. Or for that matter, by the way, a, a, a person wants to take something off a shelf. I don't tell my hand to get it. My hand is an extension of me. Now that's really all part of me, but let's say I was driving a car. I wouldn't say that, the, that there's me and the car and the car, maybe if there was a wagon driver, there were two different uh, prerogatives, there were two different deos, I could say, well, I hired him and he does what I want to do. But at a certain point, if I am just driving a car, I'm riding a bicycle, the bicycle is doing nothing. The bicycle just ends up being an extension of myself. The more that the goof has its own uh, has its own prerogative, the, the all of a sudden I want the car to do something and there's something wrong with the car, it needs an oil change. There's something wrong, chas v'shalom, right, with, with, with the steering wheel, all of a sudden, it has to put when when the system is bishlamus, it can just execute on what I want it to do. When there's something that's um, that there, there's gunk, there's machitzas, there's stuff that's clogging the pipes. All of a sudden, I have to yield to it. So the, the 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 right relationship with the guf is that the guf should really be subservient to the neshama. The way to do this is to remove the mechitzis. The way to do this is to illuminate the guf so that really the neshama is just shining through it. The more guf considerations, the more the guf is betaykfay that it has its own things, then the harder uh, the harder that this is going to be. We need to break past all of that. Uh, and 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 really, by the way, this is this is in in both directions. This this relationship exists. Um, let's let's take a step back, right? If if you have a, a guf and neshama, if you ha- if a person is a very spiritually oriented person, or even an example that we can all relate to, a person is sickly and he's totally involved in working on a project, uh, or for that matter, by the way, distracted, I guess, and uh, and playing some sort of a game. Let's not even talk about it in a spiritual sense. In an intellectual sense, you have people. Um, not everybody has this problem, okay? People will forget to eat. Uh, they'll forget to do something that's really a basic, a basic human need. Or, or, or even let's say on Shabbos, there are people that are mamish very, very addicted to to smoking cigarettes. Let's say, and on Shabbos, if you ask them, they're able. They can't in a million years. They can't go twenty five hours without smoking a cigarette. And somehow their neshama is more illuminated, and their body is able to go without. And but immediately after Shabbos, that they need it. On the other hand, a person can have go things, and that can also affect their spirituality, the way that they're open, the way that they understand things. It can affect their mood, their ability to plug in. The guf and the neshama are really working together. The more that the guf is purified, the more that the neshama is, is, is prominent, then the more that the guf is going to recede into the background and vice versa. So a person needs to illuminate the guf. Perhaps we can say like a subliminal messaging. There are things that the neshama is sensitive to that but the guf 
the, is, is simply not sensitive to these things. The, the, the more in line that the neshama is now able to act as a medium and transmit this to the guf, it can't go straight to the guf, then that, this will also affect the, the physicality, the gashmias of the person. But there are things that the neshama is sensitive to that in order to elevate the guf, there needs to be some sort of an interaction over there. A person has to have mercy on their guf, to be able to purify it from the animal type of attachment, from its guf taivas, until uh, 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 until the neshama, the spiritual considerations are going to be, uh, uh, there's going to be a das, there's going to be a connection until the guf, mamish, a person can feel uplifted, a, a person can get to a, a point where, let's use as an analogy, dieting or exercise. The more that a person uh, works on it. If a person just enjoys eating healthy, they eat a salad and they say, ugh, the more that a person works on it and they start eating healthy and they start exercising, they might have something super greasy and they might actually feel sick afterwards. It's an analogy. The same thing works in Ruchnius and Gashmius. If a person develops a taste for Ruchnius, it can elevate the guf until the guf is also going to be sensitive to spiritual considerations. There's also going to be an enjoyment over there. He quotes over here a Pasuk from Tehillim. David Amela says, Kemochelev Vedet that that it, it was like that like like fat like saturated with with richness uh, I, I, you know perhaps this could be one shot also it says that Moshe Rabbeinu didn't eat for forty days and forty nights why because he was holding at least temporarily in that state in such an elevated state not that he didn't need to eat he would have starved to death no it says if maybe we could say that his goof was actually nourished by the spirituality that's not a state that we really are sensitive to in this world, but in principle, a goof, you, you have people that can that, that can train themselves, that, that that really where their goof would not have been able to be sustained, they would have collapsed, they, they would have uh, they, they would have needed nourishment. People can 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 train themselves where their goof just doesn't govern. And when the guf is purified to this extent, we're using by analogy, you know, not necessarily everything in a spiritual sense, but just in this sikhli guf dynamic. But that, that's also an neshama guf dynamic. He toivel neshama. That will be very good for the neshama. Why? Okay, so this is this is a little bit of a of a different context, and it seems to be pivoting uh, a little bit into the next point. Maybe I shouldn't just just not not care about the guf. In other words, on one hand, we're saying, well, if the guf is prominent, then that's going to inhibit my growth. It's going to bring the neshama down. But let's not even talk about that. What if I just say, you know what? I'm not going to pay attention to the guf at all. I'm not going to try to elevate it. I'm not going to try to breed it to a spiritual sensitivity where it gets closer to a kaddish baruch by eating food, uh, etc. I'm just going to ignore it. Will the neshama, in principle, will the neshama be worse off for that? Now, perhaps this is a bit theoretical because we live in the Oil Masiyah. We live in a physical world. Uh, there's really no no in the middle. Uh, our entire job is to elevate the Gashmi, is to have, uh, to, to have the Shechina uh, be Shaira in this world. So if we use the physical things as a medium for Ruchnius, then maybe we could say that it happens Mamela. But however, in principle, is there a specific benefit to the Neshama by doing this, or is it really only to bring up the Guf? Now, on one hand, we said there is a benefit to the Neshama because if the Guf and the Neshama 
neshama work together, then the the then then this process really they both travel together. The more that a person's psychology, their brain, their focus is focused on gashmias, that's going to hold back how much they can grow. Be that as it may, even growth itself has ups and downs, alias and yuridas. And therefore, it says over here, what happens, we introduced a theoretical question. Can a person just have their guf and their neshama operating on totally separate tracks? And I won't elevate the guf. The answer is the, the, the answer is no, because there is something that's governing your das. If theoretically you could just put your mind in a place and grow and not pay attention to the guf, I'm going to sit there and meditate. Okay, maybe a person can do that. However, a neshama, our spiritual activities, also have ups and downs alias and iridus and there's a lot of uh, a lot of uh, a lot of different examples and a lot of different ways that we could think about this some of them are mamish i guess you could say ups and downs and some of them maybe are perceived ups and downs one example we've used in the past is think about the um a kid who's learning to ride a bicycle so he doesn't even know how to do the pedals and all of a sudden you know that he's in the chayshach and he comes to ari works on himself and now he's able to really get momentum and go on the pedals and he has the training wheels on now that he starts being able to ride very well comes uh, comes his uh comes his father and his father takes off the training wheels now while the kid was doing well the father was walking around behind him playing on his phone who knows now that he's going to take off the training wheels because the kid knows how to ride his bike and gain his own momentum the father first of all is actually uh, ironically going to be paying much more attention so the kid doesn't fall he might be running behind the child with his hand an inch away from the seat so actually in this uh, in this uh time this zone of chayshach that we're about to discuss it could be that the father is actually paying even more attention a lot of what we discuss in rabbi nachman is is, is finding and attaching to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, not despite the darkness but in the darkness but come comes this kid all of a sudden now he's riding he feels secure he has his training wheels and all of a sudden he feels all left alone the training wheels come come off so now that's a period of light and then darkness and the person might have to push the person might have to fail uh, a few times before he's successful this is by the way a positive part of the process if growth happens through pushing and we don't push then all that's going to happen is that we're going to plateau right even in terms of pleasure if a person walks into a nice warm room in the winter right and then they get used to it so then that initial pleasure that contrast doesn't exist the entire process across across every spectrum exists in Ratzai V'shayv. Avaid is Ratzai V'shayv. Pleasure is Ratzai V'shayv. We have ups and downs. Therefore, the neshama, the growth, uh, there's times that we're going to be having yemei ava, there's times that we're going to be having yemei sinna. That's part of the process. I know we mentioned a lot of different, you know, Rashi prakim as to where we see this, but the neshama is not always just going to be in a state of meditation and closeness to HaKadosh Baruch Hu with nothing else going on. What happens now when a person has a down? Maybe that down is because they took the training wheels off. Maybe they graduated from eighth grade. They were at the top of the school and now they became a freshman in high school. And then they were a senior in high school. They became a freshman in college. All of a sudden, they're starting at the bottom. Or maybe they just stam really had Mama Shirida, right? They went up 10 steps. They went down nine. Hopefully, next time they go up 10 and they go back down nine. At that point, where is their headspace? There's a risk over there. Now, the goof is going to become more prominent. So what can happen is if the neshama falls from its madrega, uksha goof, tzach va'ar, now, this is um, 
for several reasons. Now, this person feels less attached to his neshama. He's enjoying davening and learning less. He just wants to go, uh, he just wants to go eat. He wants to go hang out. So his guf is going to be governing. But what guf is governing? The guf, if he has a purified guf, so then he will, first of all, his, his guf will not have the actual gashmias, will not have as much of a, an attachment, won't drag his neshama down because he won't be as governed by his by these actual animalistic desires because he's purified guf to that extent and he'll be able to get back to his spiritual self. But the other thing is that even the guf has been trained to get sipok from certain spiritual things. If you take a person that's a very spiritual person and now they just don't feel like learning, they're having a difficult time. So what do you do? You say, okay, listen, let's go to a non-kosher restaurant. Let's go to a place with all sorts of disgusting things. The truth is they'll feel worse about themselves, not just because they did the wrong thing, they no longer, if they ever did, will get pleasure from that type of thing. So he says, when a person has purified the guf, they learn to get pleasure from spiritual things, even when they're not totally driven by spiritual concerns, the guf will bring them back. Now that they understand, they say, you know what, I'm going to take off, I can't learn. I'm going to go to a kumzitz, I'm going to sit there with achthus, with avas Yisrael, we're going to sing about things, they're going to tell, who knows, like story. This is the type of thing that he does when he takes a break, that will inspire him back to, to, to start learning again. In certain ways, this is an even higher expression, by the way. We said Kvayt Shemayim is when you bring the things that are farthest from Hashem closest, right? I, th- I think uh, I, I, I heard once an idea that what's the holiest day of the year? People might say Rosh Hashanah. Rosh Hashanah might be the most powerful day of the year. People might say Yom Kippur. It's Shabbos. Uh, the, the, Yom Kippur has six aliyahs. Shabbos has seven aliyahs. Shabbos is more of an opportunity to elevate. And yet we're not sitting in shul, not eating, not drinking, not anointing, not doing anything. Shabbos is a, is a place with the greatest opportunity. It's the greatest opportunity where the neshama is so strong, not just that it can be separated, but that it actually elevates so that it brings Kvayd Hashem, Kvayd Shemayim, that the, the Shechina Shaira into the Guf as well. The eating is different in Shabbos. We, we spoke in one of the earlier Tyrus, even the, the mitzvah of Zivug, the mitzvah of, of the Yichud is different in the, the, the Shishiyamim and also on Shabbos. And that's even if everything is performed halachically correct, but it's, it's, it's a different Misa, it attaches to a person differently. And he says, Now, I think the straightforward way of reading this is that the Guf itself is not going going to become attached if if, uh, if if a person is a very physical person then eating will be one experience if a person is let's say we distracted they're running they're a very sickly as dick person it'll actually be much easier let's say to eat healthy they won't become as, as as absorbed by the eating by the flavors they eat because they have to eat it's time to eat and they and then they move on the goof itself won't become as trapped as nilkat as ensnared in the tanugim uh, perhaps we could say this is i think the the text is referring to the goof it refers to the neshama as well we we said that there's a there's a dynamic relationship over there the goof can bring the neshama can bring the goof up the goof can bring the neshama down the neshama also won't become as ensnared in Tanugim, uh, and that would be in, in any physical sort of Tanugim. 
so therefore, if the tanugim of the guf are are an, an enhanced and, uh, and and trained and cultivated to be uh, spiritual as well, pleasure is not really a physical thing. It's interesting as much as there's taiva to serve the physical things. The idea of pleasure, in a certain sense, is a is a ruchnius dick type it's not an emotion it's it's, it's a hard gush it's a feeling a uh, pleasure could light somebody up it could transform somebody into a different person it could put them into a different place it, when the pleasures or, or that it could drag a person down right like i guess it's an interesting discussion what is pleasure so al-kain tuchal neshama to to return to its spirituality even through the tanuge haguf, the tanugim shalah, it can bring that into the spiritual side. So it can use pleasure through the guf. The neshama ba'etzem doesn't want to just do spiritual things. Now a person's having yurida. However, so what happens when he has yurida? He's going to, uh, to going to do what the guf wants. But depending where his guf is holding. What's going to come next? Is the guf going to drag, the, going to now all of a sudden govern and front and center is going to be these physical activities and physical concerns and that's all of a sudden going to turn him into a more guf, into a more animal type person and also it's going to dull and desensitize the neshama or no, if the guf itself is getting pleasure from spiritual ideas, this will actually bring him back so now the spiritual concerns are going to restore the, the, the vitality of, his, of the neshama so to speak, to make it more prominent, and that will actually enable him to go back into his prior level. Okay, period. Now, another idea. There is a concept called a Rishimu. Uh, he brings from Shara Kavanas over here that there's always a Rishimu, an imprint. It's like uh, almost like a negative, right? Uh, and he brings this is the lashon kvaru diaticha ki kol davar kedusha v'ruchnis afal pisha mistalek al im kol zeh nisha sham laoylam bechinas rishimu zeir zeir tamid veino mistalek misham. There is always an effect, an imprint. There's something left over. Think about if something good uh, s- smelled, and then you remove the thing that smelled good from the room. There's still what's left over. Uh, what's left over is smell. I don't know if that's a, a good example. Whenever kedusha is in a place, it, it even if the Kedusha leaves the tzaddik leaves the town. We have um, in, in the parasha, it leaves something. Uh, it leaves something over. So, what does this mean now? When the person is in a state, is in a matzav of doing well, then even when he's no longer doing well, the the the, the goof is not left to just be. Guf. It's not left to just be animal. There's going to be a Rishimu Shiyesh Beguf. When the Neshama lit up the Guf, even if now the person is having Yerida, now the person is not doing as well Neshama-wise. He's not a, he's not a spiritual. He was busy davening a 10-minute Shmonesrei, a 20-minute Shmonesrei. He was davening. He wasn't davening just for Baruch Haleinu to have more Parnassa so that he could do, let alone Chas V'Shalom Dvar Masurim, but just to, to, to have physical things. He was davening that he should have money, mamish, to give titzdaka. He should have yishuv das to be able to sit and learn. He mamish everything physical that he was looking for was mamish spiritual. And now he he lost a little bit of the fire. He's not davening as well. He didn't lose it all. He's a different person. It's as if a person, let's say, blows up a balloon. The first time you blow up the balloon is very hard. The second time you blow up the balloon to the same uh, to, uh, the same amount of big, it's easier. Or if you ever, I, I, I think. Uh, I think his name is 
Roger Bannister or something. I remember reading the person, nobody ever beat a four-minute mile. The second that somebody beat a four-minute mile, all of a sudden the next year, like a bunch of people, I don't know, 15, 20 people did it. You can look this this up. Um, it could be the story is true. The facts might not be. Once something is accomplished, once something had an effect, even when it goes away, all of a sudden it's accessible, it's doable. It's like if you're playing a game and you get out at a certain level, you were never able to get there, all of a sudden, that, but you raise the bar. Now, all of a sudden, that's where you're able to get. When the neshama lights up the guf, even when the ha'ara goes away, the guf is different. And at that point, Tuchal Atta Lizgor Velalos Velasro Lamadregasa, he can get back to where he was. He brings over here from the Sichas Haran a, a lot of different expressions of that. Uh, one of them, he says, um, the, 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 the idea of focused growth. He says, I never even occurred to me that I would get where I'm getting because I didn't know the Metzias. I didn't know what I was shoot, shooting for. Um, and he says, had I known uh, had I known where I could have got to it would have been focused it would have been focused growth I would have known it was attainable this idea comes up a little bit uh, different but uh, I heard by Yosef Atzadik when Yosef Atzadik was going to do Chas uh, Shalom, where he was in a position potentially to do the Avera with Eishas Paitifar it says that he saw a vision of the Chayshin with his name on it Choshen with his name on it. What are we even talking about? I heard Ron Lopiansky uh, say, a person is about to do an Avera, a terrible Avera, and you say, if you do this Avera, then you're not going to be the Gadol Hadar. That's not what's on his mind. The answer is no. It's because... One more example, and then and then it'll tie it together. It's an example I've used many times before, uh, something that I heard. I don't think that I saw it myself, that they took a... They took a, uh, a research. Do people do better on tests if they start off with zero and get points for right answers, or do they do better if they start off with a hundred and they lose points when when they don't have uh, when when they get wrong answers? Or also, will a person put his life at risk for a hundred dollars? Probably not, but let's say they already have the $100 and somebody comes to steal their wallet. A lot of people would do a lot more dangerous things, people fighting to preserve their land, right? When when a person views it as being part of themselves, it's not only accessible and attainable, but it's something that they actually did uh, achieve. It's part of them. It's something that they had. They just have to get back there. That's that's very different. It's very different than trying to get something where, um, you know, either it's not even focused. I, I just know that I want to change. I don't know where I could go. I don't know what I could I become. I don't know what I could achieve. I just know that I don't want to be physical uh, versus something that's very focused growth. I'm very goal-oriented. I know exactly what I want to achieve. But even more than that, when it's something, someplace I know I've been before, it's that much easier to get back there. And therefore, when the Kedusha had an imprint on the goof and now the Kedusha was there, now the person has to, had a Yerida, but he needs to become elevated, it's a profoundly different and it's much more accessible, attainable, easy easier to get back, and this is the Maila of elevating the guf. The benefit even to the neshama. Vezebachinas, okay, period. Now, Vezebachinas, Mimsari, Echzelika, from my basar, from my flesh, I behold a Kaddish Baruch, Mimsari, Daika, not despite, 
specifically from my basar, specifically from my flesh. What I can achieve by lighting up my guf can't be achieved otherwise. It's not, there are certain things my neshama might be sensitive to. That's different from when I'm able to take that translated to my guf elevate my guf, not only, uh, I think this is separate from the last point, besides what we were just talking about, let's say that a person has the arida, so if they elevate the guf, it'll be easier to get back there, but besides that, even for where the neshama can go further afterwards, I'm a different person, what I'm conscious of, even in this iterative process, we said that at every level there's a guf and a neshama, so I'm also always using as a jo- as, as a platform for growth where I'm holding now, what, the more that I elevate my guf, that elevates where I'm holding now, that elevates what I can become in our concentric circles example i'm expanding i'm expanding what my guf is so i'm I'm, but also by definition i'm expanding where i can go from there the more elevated the more clear the more translucent the more that the neshama is shining through the guf the more that I can attach myself to a Kaddish Baruch Hu, this exists on a Pratius level, and this also exists on a Klaliistic level. The more that I push back against, we said, the influences in this world, the more that I could see the difference by the Tzaddikim and the other leadership, the more that I could breed a Muna, the, the more that I can also attach to a Kaddish Baruch Hu that the, going back, that the Xeris won't be applicable, that there could be a Mituk in the Din. So we've been talking about this on a Proteus, on a specific level. Now let's talk about it also at the leadership level. The Guf has Azus, Azus the Sitra Achra, the other leadership, the other influence, the Klovim, like we said, are the other leaders who are the Aze Nefesh, they're brazen like dogs. You're breaking that attack. You're breaking those links in the chain. Instead of the guf having momentum and going up towards the neshama and trying to bridge that gap between the guf and the spiritual, the guf takes on its own autonomy. You want it to do something, and the guf has it has uh, it needs an oil change. It needs to uh, it needs to go for a car wash. It needs its own consideration. Its primary thing is not necessarily just getting the driver where it needs to go. It's not going to be sensitive to the spiritual concerns. And even if you told it, it wouldn't have an impact. Key. Uh, uh, now the guf becomes ensnared in the physical consideration. So this, by the way, uh, meshes what, what we said earlier, this language of of, uh, of what's becoming ensnared. It's the guf that's becoming ensnared. And then you can go, you want to teach, uh, you know, translate some sort of panemius atorah and tell it to, uh, to, uh, to a guy, somebody who has no business, no shaykhus, doesn't understand what you're talking about. Will, will have an effect. It's uh, the guf is chazak v'tayvus. Now, interestingly, again, this is a little bit my suggestion. Usually, we think about tayvus as being, and I think I'd love to hear what you think about this. Usually, we think about tayvus as being very physical. Now, that's true about physical taivas. Taivas on its own, could I have, so to speak, a drive for Kedusha? The idea of having an ambition, having a goal, having a drive, having a desire is not be'etzem a physical thing. We mentioned, uh, I was looking for how it was stated, and it was a little bit my hargasha, the, the taiva of mamon. Taiva of mamon is linked in many places to avodazara. We, we, uh, we suggested that a taiva of mamon is mamish indicative. Why is it avodazara? Why is it so bad? 
bad? Why is it such a terrible taiva? If a person wants to do something ruchnias and then they have a taiva to eat, they have a taiva to, to be with a woman, a, 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 a riotic pleasure, that's already a physical pleasure. Now they're between a rock and a hard place. There's the seichel and the guf. What about money? Money is a very interesting thing. A person that works mamish 24 hours a day, they mamish work all the time. Why? Because they want to amass money. Now this person, so you could say, well, it's useful. Now this person, let's say, for argument's sake, he gets to the point where he he can never work a day in his life. He's going to have a million dollars a year and he provides also for his children and his children's children. Whatever, even outside the realm of Hishtadlis, whatever you could say are his concerns, he's already provided for so that uh, there's no point in, in just amassing uh, amassing more wealth. So you could say, well, there's a taiva, but there is no taiva. The person is working. Maybe he goes on vacation for a week a year. Maybe he gets a lot of covered when he walks in someplace. The person doesn't have any physical pleasure. In fact, he's actually working very hard. It causes a lot of ang- anxiety and stress. Not only is he putting aside ruchnius, get <laughs> listen to this. The person is actually, he's not even taking off of work and going and doing dvar masurim. So he's not a spiritual person. So let him go, let him go out to eat all the time, let him go do, do Averis. He doesn't have time to do Averis. He's sitting there, what's his taiva, what's prominent? The, the, the taiva for money. The taiva for money is not even a pleasure. It's actually just a taiva. It's a, desi- it's a de- desire that even pushes aside, it's the Yetzir Hara's Yetzir Hara, if you will. So perhaps we could say over here that that he's not only is the guf strong that the that, that that there's a physical thing that a person wants more than the spiritual, it's the taiva itself. What does the person right? What does the person have rusted for? Even if I'm sitting in a room and I'm not actually doing anything, I'm not learning and I'm not doing something that's usser. But what is it that I'm daydreaming about? The more that a person is in the guf, that's even much more dangerous. Dangerous. It's the taiva that becomes strong. A person can desire to be kadosh, and he has a hard time doing it. Over here, he's misgaber in the taivas itself. Vitzarach is my suggestion, uh, but I, I think that it reads into the words perhaps. Vitzarach kedusha He needs to break out of that. We talked about koil, azaz the kedusha, davening out loud with kavana, uh, the things that are inspired by voice, by acts. In the Torah, hey, we talked about the thunder to fix the akmumi yashabalev. Shaydezeh meshaber azaz haguf. How do you break this azaz haguf? Through a sigh, through an anacha that breaks the guf. He has to have an azus kedusha to break out of this. You need to break the hold. When a, when a, at that point, once the guf is going in the wrong direction, a person needs to do something that has a kol that has an azus to kedusha. An azus is a is, is a is a boldness, right? I mean, there's a translation: brazenness versus boldness. Azus good, azus bad, bad. Azus, a person needs to push back against the momentum that is an Azus, and it's this Azus Kedusha that is required. We'll see if we could finish up two paragraph, finish a paragraph, hey, and then uh, and go to paragraph vav. Vizeh, and this that we explained through an anacha, through a sigh that could break the guf, bechinas, tehillim, David, David is one of the shivarayim, mikail anchasi, from the sound, the voice, the azaz, the kedusha of the anacha, of the sigh, dovka atzmi libsari, my etzem, what's my etzem? My etzem is my neshama, who I truly am, was able to cleave to my basar. Atzmi, he neshama, she etzem adam. 
This is the eye. The body is going to go into the ground, but the, the neshama is not limited by that. The true self, what's going to ultimately go before the Kisei Kavad, the, the neshama, the spiritual self, right? That's what really is... Uh, Goes on. It, it's kaim uh, laad. It's 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 eternal. The guf is not. Aval machmas azus haguf betayvosav azayin hashamashi etzma adam rechaykam ibsaray vegufo. But because of the azus of the guf, because of the tayvus, so what's front and center, what's dominating the person's mind, what's dominating the person's uh, his tayvo, where his desires lie, what what drives a wedge between the neshama and the guf, the azus of the guf, and therefore a person needs a through what we're describing as the Azus Kedusha that is able to break through the momentum of pushing past that the Guf is going beyond its boundaries now it's the opposite the the Etzem the Neshama the Ani the true self can control that the Neshama control the Guf and that's what Davra Melech means Mikhail from the sound from the Azaz to Kedusha, I was able to create, to take away that wedge, to drive the connection between the Etzim, between the Neshama and the Guf. And again, we're talking about this on a Pratius level and a Klaliistic level in terms of the Neshama of the Guf. And the Guf, we're always talking about in terms of being able to cleave to the Tzadikim rather than the the, the the brazen dogs, like we said, the other leadership. Back to the Shoifer, who Bechinas Mikhail and Chasi, Adam. The 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 the, the anacha we said breaks the guf. The shayfer over here we're going to lay to azos. The tekias are mikoil and chasi. The sound of my anacha. The anacha is what breaks the guf. Who meshaber gufo shel adam bebechinas im yitaka shayfer beir va'amlo yecharadu. What's a tremble? A tremble is is that that a person's like doesn't have control of his guf. If the shayfer blows in the ear in the ear in the city, so there's going to be a charada that's going to break the guf with that azos. Val yadam yuchalavo the and through this breaking of the guf, through the kol shoifer, and through the, the kol shoifer creating the harada and the sigh and the breaking of the guf, a person is able to come to Amuna to the shivarayim. More on the shoifer. The three sounds of the shoifer. This is the azus de kedusha, the, the, the kol oz, the, the, the breaking through. So first we have the kol. First we have the azza kedusha. This is able to be shvarim trua to break the guf, so to speak. It leads to the anacha, and then we have a this that's a shvarim. Then we have a trua, which is a bechina of again David Amelach va'ata tira es ami, and you tend my nation. Hanal, we said already, tira is re'ei amuno the shiva royim. So we have a Tkia, a Shvarm, and Trua, the three sounds of the Shafer. The first Tkia is breaking through the sound of the Shafer that, that creates the Azaz to Kedusha. There's the Shvarm that breaks the Guf, it creates a Harada. And then there's the final Trua, which is Lashon of Re'eyamuna, that's getting close to the Tzadikim. And uh, this applies to, to, again, to ourselves, to getting close to our Neshama, to getting close to Kedusha, to making this bond. This also applies to getting close to the Tzadikim, to the Shiva Rayim. And now coming back to Shmir Sabris, right? Kneged the Taiva Koileles. We had one of the earlier Taira's, the, the idea of, of Inyone Kedusha. Now we're going to bring in Avram, another of the Shiva Rayim. 
says, it brings from Likutei Alachas over here. It says that's why we, we mentioned before. It says Lech Lecha the Lecha the Ani the Etzem that Hakadosh Baruch is telling us to get back in touch with ourself. Okay, every one of these things is a gem. It says that HaKadosh Baruch commanded Avram to do a bris milah, and he was mal himself, the besar arlasam, be'etzem hayoyim hazeh. This is representative of Avaz to Kedusha, that on that day, bedafka by day, he wasn't scared of the goyim, he wasn't scared of the influences. Chsiv be'etzem hayoyim hazeh, nima lavram, again, that it was dafka be'yoyim, hayoyim hazeh, that says by Mila, Zebachinas Kol Shoifer Shemitzvaso Biyoim, Bebachinas Yan Hashem, Biyoim Tsara, scream out to Akharaj Baruch Biyoim Tsara. This Pasuk has 70 letters. 70 letters connected the Shivim Kailais. We, we quoted this in the last Tyra that a woman, when she's giving birth, Shivim Kailais, that's Mailid in this context of growth, of being a Mailid the Makifin, of being Mailid the new Maichin, that there are things that I do that I don't do yet, and then things beyond me. How do I bring those things onto the table? Through, through a crying out. This Yan Hashem Biyoim Biyoim Tsar screaming out Biyoim is also Kneged Hayoim Hazev Mila. Uh, he brings over here from uh, from the uh, the Mayim Amukim that the, 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 when the baby cries out by day, so it's, it's an incredible time for tefillah, not just that what is accomplished for the baby by himself, but anybody who hears the baby crying, Mispalim Ba'isa Shah, Shechavin Kol Adam Mispal called Al Kol Al Tsaraisav Be'ez Bechi Hanimo Miisuri Amila, Shekolza Oile Bli Moineb Mikol Klipa, Shechal Shechal Bezeh. Gam tefilasai, that the, the tefillah goes straight, it's breaking through, it's cutting off the basar, it's mamish forming uh, forming this attachment through this tsa'aka, that, that, that goes straight to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, and we can attach our tefillahs, they're going to go straight up. So Vatia brings this from Rav Leo, I think it's Rav Leo Gutmacher, and Migraidit Zatzal, and Mesel Shabbos Daf Kuflamid. Okay, it's note 110 in the Rav Yatiya print. But in any event, we see that Mila, Shaifar, we have an Anacha that breaks the goof, we have the Kol Shaifar, the Azaz, the Kedusha. We're linking this as well to Mila and to the, the, the Mila, which is cutting off the Basar. But when is it? Be'ezim HaYoyim Hazat, the time of Azaz, the Kedusha. And Yoyim is like Shaifar, that it's the Shivim Kailai, Shal Yodai Nimo V'Nizhbar Arlaz Basar. That through the Kol Oiz, through, through this crying, there is a, the, the basar is is nimo, it's circumcised, and that, that's going to break the azaz haguf from its taivas, umakabal ora etzem, and to make the neshama prominent, the orha neshama, so that through these three things, the kalanacha, the kal shaifer, and the kal of the crying of the tinak by mila, we daven by a bris, in the yayim, this azus the kedusha, is able to become prominent, go against the azus uh, of, of the guf. And uh, and attach herself both her own neshama and reyemuna to the tzaddikim. I will mention one other thing over here, which is very interesting. Um, he brings with parpas lechachma oisches that the shayfer is dafka by day. A lot of times when a person is in a matzav of chayshech, then you know that's not the right time. You know alteratza adam shas kaisa. When a person is going through something, it's not always the, the, the doesn't the person doesn't have clarity. When they have clarity, when they can when they could take a step back, and he brings by yamas melech mitzrayim oz vayon chubnei yisrael menavoda. When the king of mitzrayim died, that's when all of a sudden they had a second to take a step back and sigh. When all of a sudden we have a small window, when we're when we're trapped by the the physical, the, a lot.
lot of times we, you know, that, that becomes very difficult to all of a sudden make a pivot. But sometimes, sometimes a person have all of a sudden a hisiris. Sometimes it stops. There's a breather, and all of a sudden they have a hisiris. They hear her chuva when all of a sudden there's light. That's where a person can have a sigh and that can break the guf, even just even just for a split moment. We mentioned earlier by Aaron when he took by the eagle, he took it direct from the hands. We quoted a zayir that had he thrown it on the floor and then picked it up, but it would have broken the chain and and uh, and the 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 agel wouldn't have uh, have happened but but over here also when there's a break when there's a, a split of daylight when a person feels the tar they realize how shakua they are in in averis then they're able to uh, to take advantage of that moment and get out of it